0: 10.
1: Dead Picks Alive, DPL, Power Ranking Edition, DPL PR. That's the one you're listening to. I'm Derek H. I'll be the host of the show for the next, i say, one hour. Let's make the show an hour today. Today's a special show. Uh, usually, we only count down the top 10 consoles of the week. We don't go by uh, VPD scores or, or sales figures or release. No, we go by the Zeitgeist. The Zeitgeist is what people are talking about today. Or the streets, and the forums, on the tweet twats. That's how we pick what the top ten consoles are. You pick them. Also today, in addition to that, we'll be talking to an actual smart person, somebody with a PhD, Doctor Doctor Regina McMenemy will be here to talk about her new book, Mothering the Game. Mothering the game, not smothering the game. Mothering the game. I always like talking to to uh, like s- smart people, and not people that just pretend they're smart. Like they, they go around talking about stuff like like I know this, I know that. Like they really don't know. What it- people that just like to repost stuff on uh, Facebook are people that uh, just like to go into your uh, Twitter account and post a link. That's not that's not Smarty Smarts. Smarty Smarts is when uh, you go to the university and you write a dissertation and you have to sit there and explain it to a bunch of other Smarty Smarts and they say, you know what? You are a Smarty Smart. And now we actually have a Smarty Smart here today. Uh, Dr. Regina McMenemy will be here to talk about her new book and uh, get a lot of more uh, data about that. She's a gamer. Uh, she's a podcast host. She actually uh, had a show here on the All Games Network. We'll talk to her about that too. Talk to her about a lot of stuff coming up in just a few minutes. Until then, I have some, uh, what do you call that stuff? Housework? House cleaning? House clean. Oh, yeah, some stuff to talk about. First of all, if you want to support not only Dead Picks Alive, but also AllGames.com, you can go to The website, allgames.com, right there on allgames.com. You can go there, and there's an Amazon button. You click that Amazon button, buy whatever you want. Buy whatever you want. Amazon sells everything. So whatever you want, buy it. Your cost doesn't go up. Your cost doesn't go down. Your cost is the same as it ever was, except this time it helps out allgames.com. So just go to allgames.com, click the Amazon link, and then go to town, people. Help us out. It, it helps us uh, more than, uh, well, not, what will help us even more? AllGames.com, home of uh, over 20 important podcasts that you like to listen to. Just tell a friend. Tell people. Don't keep it a secret. There's no reason to keep it a secret that you like. Uh, some of the shows in all games. You, have to, you don't have to like all the shows in all games. You should like all the shows in all games. That's the whole point of all games. We have something for everyone. And if you like all of it, then something's wrong with you. We have... If you like zombie stuff, we have zombie Cast. If you like Marvel stuff, we have Shio Cast. If you like comic book stuff, we have Fantastic Forum. If you like uh, Japanese stuff, we have Cat and Fox. If you like anything, we have anything Cast. If you like Sega... We have uh, R nine cast. If you like uh, Doctor Who, time you want me tea time. If you like fashion, we have Pixanista over on Girl Gamer Radio. If you like uh, t- uh, equality, then we have. Uh, if you like equality, uh, then we have Woman Up every other Wednesday we have lots and lots we have the if you like news we have the vi- vi- video game news we have the video game show we have all these shows 42 level 1 if you like history gaming history if you like just sitting around talking to a bunch of your buddies about video games then we have b team or hanging with chester we have all these games knuckleball radio all these shows eat dead Picks alive. Horseplay. Look at that. I'm naming all of them. Off the top of my head. I didn't have to look it up. That's what All Games is about. If you like one show, that's all you need. That's all you need. Tell a friend. Say, hey, I'm listening to this great show on AllGames.com. And they go to AllGames.com. And they listen to it too. That's all. Doesn't take a whole lot. Doesn't take a whole lot at all. Oh, I am so tired, people. I I'm, I'm, want to hurry up and get to this. I'm very excited about the interview today, so I want to hurry up and get to it. But we're about 20 minutes away for interview. I don't want to talk to you people for 20 minutes about nothing. But the honest truth is, I haven't been doing a whole lot. As far as video games go, I'm not excited. Everybody's excited about uh, this new game that just came out. For the for the Xbox One, for the Xbox One, is that what it is? I think it's called uh, depressing game about little kid dying. Is that what is that the name of it? Depressing black and white game about little kid dying. Okay, I don't want I don't want I don't need that. Okay, I don't need depressing game about little kid dying. How about Happy Game about blowing up metal stuff? About blowing up robots. Where is that game at? And now everybody's going to tell me I need, "Oh Derek, you're going inside the greatest game. I'm sure it's great." am but people. I don't know if you noticed, and I'm I'm kind of hope you don't notice. I kind of hope you haven't noticed. I haven't been in the best of sorts in the past uh, past few weeks. I know I say that a lot because it's a wave people. It's a wave. Up and down, up and down. That's how it works. I'm not cr- currently on an up. So I don't need to to enhance my mood by sitting there and staring at a black and white screen and having some kid uh, get mutilated in front of me while he's trying to save his family or the world or his dog or whatever the hell the story of that game is. I don't want it. I've been trying to play... Uh, Play has like this is what I've been trying to play for Avid Games. I've been playing FTL, which is weird because it's just abject failure. Like you are almost guaranteed, getting- but I kind of like it because it's you- you're in and out ten minutes. It's kind of fun, different, a little slightly different every time, but still the same. Uh, FTL, it's an old game. I think it's cost like four dollars or something by now on Steam. Yes, everybody, I'm playing a PC game. Man. I've been playing a lot of pinball arcade still. I still like pinball arcade more than I like Zen pinball. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy for liking actual pinball games instead of made up flippity doo games uh, where balls disappear and floating around and spinning in the air I don't know I don't I don't want that I just want just give me an old arcade game. an old, an old pinball game. I play Galaga I know, this makes me seem so sad, but here's the thing when I was playing Galaga, I knew exactly what I was doing. See that there? That little bug. I need to shoot that. That's it. Shoot that bug. I wanted to play some other game. I forgot what other. It was some game, and I was like, "What am I supposed to do here? Am I supposed to?" Oh, I have to go in. I have to go down this this uh this walkway, and now that I have to go down the walkway. I have to go back up the walkway and collect this stuff. Like I just want to stop being. I don't, I don't want a game. I don't need a game to tell me a story. I want Twitch games. That's all. I almost got into playing... Uh, back into playing... What's that game? Forza. But for some, some reason... It, oh, I don't I, I know why. I got into playing Forza, and then Ms. H, my mom, wanted to play with me. And I was like, okay, sure. And... That did not go well. And that to, it went so not well to, uh, to the point where I have not played Forza in over a month now. <laughs> the last time. I can't, I cannot bring myself to go back to playing Forza. And I was having such a good time with it, too. The NASCAR pack is really, really good. Um, <sighs> Ragenator in chat says, There are those in here uh, that like wrestling. But there's no wrestling show on all games. Uh, That's because I don't. I could do a wrestling show, but I wouldn't. But there are thousands of wrestling shows out there. The same way DPL is not the same as every other podcast. Although maybe it is. I don't know. I don't listen to enough gaming podcasts to know. But wrestling shows. I don't wrestling shows. I the wrestling show I would want to do is I would want to do the show in the world of, of the wrestling promotion. And by that, I mean, I would like to do a wrestling show where I, the callers, the co-hosts, uh, everything about it, sees it as wrestling, sees it as real. And the storylines I mean something, and the background I means the, the the history is there. And like, all kayfabe, as they say. And yes, I, I don't. And I don't need people calling me up and saying, "You know, with I don't want." Like when you, when people talk about Game of Thrones. You know, they say they say stuff like, "Ah, oh, Jon Snow came back from the dead. That was awesome." And now he's going around uh, killing people. Wasn't it great when uh, when Cersei uh, blew up all those people with the, the Oh, look at the dragon! Now the dragons are out flying. At no point. Do you hear people uh, on their recaps, on their wrestling, on, on their Game of Thrones recaps, go around saying uh, the CGI this week on the on the on the Jack dragons uh, they were pretty good, I guess. Uh, the actress that plays Arya, uh, I heard that uh, she was uh, she was out partying uh, the night before the shoot, uh, so that's why she looked a little tired there. Uh, Oh yeah, the guy that the guy that plays Jon Snow. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Let's see, Rob, Rob Mag- Uh Rob uh, He's he's doing really good in, in his role as Jon Snow. That that fake uh, that fake sword looked heavy, but he made it. Even though it was made out of rubber, he made it look real. Nobody says that, but every time if you want to talk about wrestling, everybody has to say, "Oh well." John Cena's not putting anybody over. He's not losing as much as he should because uh, his five-knuckle shuffle isn't even that great of a finisher. But no, 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 no. I want the wrestling show where you go around saying, John, uh, uh, John Cena already lost to, to AJ Styles. I mean, I think he's scared of him. AJ Style, he he's come over with the club, his friends. Even though his he says his friends aren't gonna help him, you know they're really gonna jump in because those club guys, they don't care. They don't like. I just want something. I want to live in that universe. I think it'd be a lot better. I can't find anybody that wants to do that, and I don't think honestly, I don't think anybody's interested in that. That's just 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 me. Most of the things I like are just things that I like, and the fact the fact that I can make it into a podcast is kind of cool. That I have this show because I can do whatever I want, and it the costs are negligible. I'm not going broke doing it partially because I have a job, so I can, and I don't have any other interests, so I can afford to do this. So I can do a very niche podcast, uh, but I can't do two or three or four niche podcasts. And so I can't. I, I, uh, my wrestling podcast, even though as fun as I would. Like to do is like, oh, uh, Sasha Banks is back, Uh, and now she really wants that title. She's willing to do anything. I wonder if Dana Brooks gonna turn on, uh, turn on her new friend, uh, Charlotte. Even though she's Charlotte's protege, Charlotte can't be trusted. Like I want to. That's where I want to go. Instead of saying, oh, I wonder when they're gonna bring. Uh, Bailey, up. She's been in NXT for four years and her contract needs to be renewed soon. Blah blah blah. I don't, I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to live in the real world. Any the real, I don't know if you guys noticed this. The real world sucks. I'm not a fan of the real world anymore. I'm done with the real world. I have spent the last few weeks, uh, just diving into uh television and movies there's a movie called the wave that's really good it's some a swedish disaster movie really. but i don't i don't need realism you know what i'm saying i don't i don't want i just want to be and i don't i don't need everything to be dark and gloomy and and uh, sad i need happy stuff that's why that's why I refuse to see uh, I refuse to see Independence Day Resurgence because a uh, half that movie has to be just about the Earth being destroyed and then we w- I'm sure we win in the end I'm sure we do but what happens five minutes after the end of that movie you look around and like oh crap a billion people are dead like I don't want that so I'm not I'm not watching that instead I watch Zootopia. Uh, the other day. Incredible incredible story. A little cartoon about a little bunny rabbit wants to be a police officer. Oh everybody should watch that. Look at little little fox going around helping her out, making ice cream cones. Oh well Oh. Well. Uh Doom Plague says he can't believe he shred his game off for this. Then turn it back on stop that's another thing that I've found people doing a lot. Uh, complaining about stuff they don't, don't don't need to complain about. You see how I'm complaining here? That's because this is my hour and a half complain time. When I'm just sitting around uh, feeling not great, I'm like, what can I do to feel? I will watch some pretend movies. I don't go around saying, oh, I hate this pretend movie I'm watching and then sit there and watch it. You don't see me doing that. You don't see you don't see me watching uh some uh uh she's all that and saying, "Oh. I can't stand this movie I'm watching. I can't believe I turned my game off to watch this movie I don't like. Stop it." And then stuck, "Oh." And then there's another thing that's going around where if somebody doesn't have the exact same opinion as you, then they suck and they're wrong there's a thing going on right now where james cameron somebody it's not like james cameron it was sitting there talking about one thing and somebody said hey what you think about star wars and he's like eh i like the first i think the first i think the first ones were were uh were more visually uh uh visually exciting i thought the first ones did more more Waiting to see what this one does. This one seems kind of like it was a retelling of the first one, uh, but I'm waiting to see what's going what's going to happen in the future. People went eight shit over this. How dare people are saying how dare James Cameron talk bad about? Like, what do you mean how dare he? Because he had a different opinion from anybody. He, he it's not like somebody asked him of his opinion. not like he went over there and said I'm going to have a, a six city uh, speaking tour where I shit all over Star Wars. Somebody said, "Hey, what do you think about Star Wars?" He said, "Eh, I like the first six ones better. This one's this one's okay." How, how dare he didn't come all over it? Ugh. People, people, people. You you're just you're you don't rule everything. Everybody is allowed to have their own opinions. That's the thing now. Now people aren't allowed to have their own opinions or else they're evil or something. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? I'm working myself into a frenzy where I should be all happy and stuff because I'm going to be soon talking to Dr. Regina McMenemy, author of Mothering the Game. Uh, We're going to be talking to her live on DPL about her new book, which I believe comes out in like two weeks. You can pre-order it now. I wait, I'm not not gonna get too much into it. I'm I'm gonna save that because we're still 10 whole minutes away. 10 whole minutes away. Maybe I should call early. Maybe I should call early. I don't know. I don't know. I gotta clean up my room. By room, I mean my apartment. I gotta clean all of this. I don't want to clean none of this. I don't want to do. I, I don't look. this look. You guys don't need to worry about what's happening with me. You guys need to concentrate on uh, buying this book, uh, buying stuff from Amazon, and uh, commenting and clicking on stuff on AllGames.com. That's all I got to worry about. That's all. I wonder. I wonder if this book is good for people who aren't mothers. Because I'm not a mother. I don't think I'm going to be a mother anytime soon. I wonder if this book is still for me. I'm going to ask her that when when this show when the interview starts. I'm gonna, plus, you guys, you guys in chat, if you if you're not idiots, you can you can ask books. You can ask questions too, if you don't ask dumb stuff. They know the whole thing. Uh, there are no stupid. Dumb questions, like yes, there are. Don't there are dumb questions. Don't ask any dumb questions. But if you want to, be, be go on and post them in the chat room. allgames.com dot com slash live. Allgames.com dot com slash live, and uh and I'll pass them on. Possibly, possibly. I gotta start working on my game too. That's that. That reminds me that I have two. Two dev kits here, and I haven't even worked on my game in like four days. That's not good. That's not good. I got to. A, I got. I got the. I had the the first like part around where I got the ship flying around and everything, and uh, uh, the rigid body physics going. But then I stopped, and then I went to E3, and I kind of just got. And then, uh, I got to get back into the game thing. Working on "You Will Die" two multiplayer version of the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty indie hit "You Will Die" uh, soon to be uh, available on uh, the Xbox One and Scorpio, two I guess. Sure, why not? And Connect now since Connect is also its own platform, so it's going to be released on three platforms: the Scorpio, the Connect and the Xbox One. And the Xbox One S, maybe. Who knows? Ow! Yeah, now that I look around, this place really is messy. I look like one of the, yeah, like I look uh, like, uh, my apartment looks like, like the back alley of a very bad restaurant. Like, if, like that's what my apartment looks like right now. Like, there are boxes and lots of orange bo- orange juice bottles. I've been drinking orange juice like it's going out of style for some reason. Lots of orange juice bottles. Uh, like Some camera stuff. Oh, by the way, uh, we have uh, new shirts available right now. All Games uh, Legacy. Well, is it Root, Root of Gaming? Root of Games or something? Root of All Games, I think the shirt is called. I like to call it an All Games Legacy shirt. That's what, that's the internal name for the All Games Legacy shirt. The allgames.com slash shop. There's a lot of selling in this in this episode. Allgames.com slash shop is like 20 bucks. Uh, if you want to see what it's going to look like, I had a photo shoot with uh, Sarah the Rebel from uh, Women Up Podcast earlier, uh, earlier last week. We had one. And those pictures are up on the website, on Facebook, a couple of you are on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so you can see what the shirts look like. And I believe we're going to be doing another photo shoot uh, with another model next week. Uh, so uh, if you're holding out because you're not sure if it's going to look good on you, uh, well, if you, just think. If it looks good on attractive women, then sure, it'll look good on your body too, right? Sure. That's how these things work. If an attractive person uh, looks good in it, then you will look good in it. Go there right now allgames.com slash shop uh, I have one uh, you should have one too. Uh, they come in different colors different sizes different shapes one for you uh, and it was uh, designed by hecht of Hecht.rocks. dot uh, rocks so go buy it and I believe he's supposed to get a cut of each one I believe he uh, supposed to get like a I don't know, like a dollar or something. I'm gonna figure out exactly how much money uh, he's supposed to get per shirt. I'm gonna find out how many. May, look, he may be, he may be he may have eight thousand dollars coming into him. Maybe. And then Scott, if if he has eight grand, I mean, Scott has forty five grand, and I have like uh, forty five bucks coming. I don't. I I I really need to renegotiate my deal with All Games. I did not do a very good job in my negotiation. Actually, I did. I did an extremely good job. <laughs> like, the the actual deal I have for being in charge of all games would actually be would be good <laughs> if certain things happen. But eh. and instead, I just got to deal with a whole bunch of shit that nobody even knows I have to deal with, and I get yelled at for. Uh, but ugh, I'm not gonna get into it. I was gonna go into a whole thing about nothing. I'm not gonna get into it. Doom Plague says, where did the Cat and Fox shirt go? It got taken off because I was told there's a new Cat and Fox shirt coming. They, I might have even been sent one. If so, I lost it. I don't have it anymore. So, I don't know, but that's where it is. So, if you guys want to buy that, I'll talk to Burr or Kitsune or whatever to see where that's at. And I'll put it up. Okay. Uh Uh, Tiger Claw says, doesn't Hecht own all games now? I mean, the chat room, uh, since he registered it. No, he does not. I own the chat room. And then Hecht is listed as one of the owners. And then I believe Burr is a uh, high-ranking lieutenant or whatever. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of stuff's going on. And then Tiger Claw says, but you own all games. Tiger Claw. Tiger Claw's so mad because Tiger Claw wants to be Tiger Claw wants to be in charge, but he doesn't want anything that goes with being in charge. He Tiger Claw is one of those people that likes to run around saying this is how things should go, this is how things should go, this is how things should go. And then when somebody says, Okay, let's do what you said, and he's like, Whoa, well, I didn't I didn't say that we should do that. I don't want any of the responsibility Ugh. I used to think it was cute, and now it's just uh, very frustrating to have to read that. Okay. Ugh. It's like, ugh. Okay, you know what? Let's get, let's get ready. Let's get ready to go. I'm going to start early. I'm going to start early because I've noticed that the more I talk by myself in a vacuum, I start spiraling, and... uh I want to spiral up into happiness because we're going to be talking to Dr. Regina McMenemy about being a mother, a gamer, a writer, a doctor. A do- I got to find out what a doctor part is. Like, in, Like if I broke a leg, can she fix me? And if not, does she have doctor friends that can fix me if I broke a leg? Like uh, I want to, I want to know more about this. I'm very interested in that, and also her book *Mothering the Game*, which available now on Inkshares. Let's uh, right click this. Let me see. Do uh, call. Let's see if it happens. Hello. Hello, Miss. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not Miss. Doctor, <laughs> Doctor McMenemy. Doc- Yes, thank you. <laughs> welcome to welcome to DPL, Dead Picks of Life. How are you doing today?
2: I'm great, thanks. How are you guys doing? When did you become a
1: doctor? Like when did when did that happen? When, what? How long have you been a doctor? I've been a doctor for five years. Wow, that's awesome. And this is the part that I want to know. I, 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 now I know we have questions about your book, Mothering the Game. Right. But first, yes. I have. Some doctor, doctoring questions.
2: All right, I'm glad to answer any and all questions.
1: How awesome is it to, the the first time like you left? Like first of all, when you become like is when you become a doctor, do you walk into a room, do you sign a bunch of papers, and then you walk out and you're a doctor? or do you walk into a room and like somebody like hands you like uh they, like there's like a whole bunch of <laughs> magic stuff going on they 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 tap you on the, on one shoulder and tap there's you on the spells, other
2: shoulder there's spells and there's a you know potion that's being brewed and there's a cauldron with smoke coming out of it. <laughs> is
1: that is that what happened? like no, I, I no. Mean, uh, it's it's not like gra- it's not like you grad. it's not like a graduation or anything I know that I know but, like it's not like at the end no. of College graduation, like half the people come out college graduates, and the other half come out doctors. Like no, it's like a right. lot deeper than that. No, right?
2: uh, essentially, um, you there's there's several steps along the along the way. You uh, get into grad school. You finish your basic coursework, which is like you would for your undergraduate degree. You take your courses, you fill certain requirements. When you're finished with that, you have a a proposal that you write that say this is what I'm gonna do for my dissertation which is essentially the book that you're writing for your degree and then you take that proposal in front of a panel of people who are your committee and your committee looks at it and says okay you can go ahead and do this or no you have to go back to the drawing board um, if they say yes you can go ahead and do that you have done what's called advanced to candidacy So you're now a doctoral candidate as opposed to a doctoral student. Slight difference in that. A lot of people get to that point and never finish. Like 50% of people who become a candidate don't complete the dissertation and finish the PhD.
1: Because they already have the doctor part in front of their name. They're like, look, I'm done.
2: Well, I mean, you don't really, you you know, if you, there are people who put, you know, PhD, ABD, which stands for all but dissertation. Um, But... You know, in the no. academic world, they have no credibility <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, I, it's more, I think, that the process of doing a dissertation is exhausting um, and isolating because by that time, you are essentially working by yourself with your committee as opposed to, like, when you're in grad school and you're taking your classes, you're with your cohort, you're with other students who are doing the same thing you're doing, and you have more support. And There's a lot less support when you become ABD. So you do that, and all that happens before you be, before you actually become a doctor. And so I had, I went, I finished, I advanced to candidacy at the end of my third year in the PhD program. And so I had two more years after that that I worked on the dissertation, and then um, I walked into a room with my committee um, and sat down, and they essentially. Grill you about what you've written and ask questions about the significance of your work and how important you think it is, and if you think it's valuable, and if it is, what kind of contributions it's making. Um, it was the most stressful and exhilarating thing I've ever done in my entire life. I was channeling whatever, you know, goddess power you may believe in was in the room with me that day because everything that came out smooth and quick and you know, complete. And then they ask you to leave the room. And I left the room and, you know, was trying not to lose my mind (laughs) in the hallway.
1: (laughs) It's like a boss battle. You go in. Yeah, it is like a boss boss battle.
2: You go and you recuperate for a second. And I went outside and I, you know, I paced for, you know, I don't know, it was like five, five or 10, maybe 15 minutes. I don't know. I have no real concept of how much actual time passed. And then they walked back in the room, and then they said, congratulations, Dr. McMenemy. And that was the end of it.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, but I, awesome. and then I found out later that they had decided uh, before, because they talked briefly before um, I had gone in to do the show, you know, to put the show on and answer the questions. They had decided before I did any of that that, they were, that I was done. Also, so it was basically
1: if, you. Could, it, you could only have lost it there. Like they were going to make right, sure you yeah, didn't screw it yeah. up. Yeah,
2: like they were. They had already decided they were, you know, bestowing the degree, and I was done. And so I could have completely biffed that, and it would have been fine. <laughs>
1: Or you could have you could have went in there you could have went in there we're like you know what screw all this this means right. nothing i i don't care about you i don't care about you, you could have went through the whole thing and they're like no we we already had said that you're going to you're going to be a doctor
2: exactly yeah now i could just like drop the mic and set him out and, and you know
1: <laughs> and what are you a doctor are you a doctor of uh, thugonomics as somebody in chat said like what is, what is your
2: uh, thugonomics <laughs> um, my doctorate is in american studies uh, which is um, an interdisciplinary program. Uh, the basic idea in the 1950s or so, they decided to mesh English and history together, and so was born American Studies. Um, and it gave me a little bit more latitude to take and make my degree shaped more along the lines of what I wanted. Like, I took a lot of education classes because I was interested in pedagogy and teaching and how to teach. Um, and so I took a lot of those classes, which traditionally in like a literature degree you would never take.
1: So, so the, our current, um, the current state of gaming must be kind of really interesting to you because, uh, there is the, I remember when gaming first started, there was a lot of educational stuff and mm-hmm. edu- education yeah. was a big part of gaming all the way up until uh, maybe like 10, 15 years ago. And now... I, I can't remember the last time I saw a game even pretending to teach you about anything.
2: Yeah, it, it's, it definitely doesn't have the educational drive, or the education games don't have the same kind of popularity that other, you know, that, you know, the entertainment games have. Um, not
1: even hand-eye, they used, to, they used to try to get around and say, oh, this is, Pac-Man's good for hand-eye, coordinating or right. hand-eye coordination, not, not, they don't even try to pull that anymore.
2: They, there are some, there actually was a study that came out recently, I'd say in the last three months or so, that actually proved that um, uh, screen uh, tablet games that kids play mm-hmm. actually do help with hand-eye coordination and, um, and some of them do help with um, problem solving. So there Uh-oh. have been some, but it definitely doesn't have the same, I forget, there was an algebra program that I remember having to learn algebra that was like fun with cartoons and stuff. Um, I, I did just hear time. yesterday that um, Civilization is actually opening a new uh, thing geared at education. That's called Civilization Edu, and it's going to be all about using the, the game Civilization in schools to teach. And it's going to all be aimed toward like teaching history and showing kind of like how um, cultures evolved through through playing the game. Well,
1: that's that. That one game will basically take somebody all the way through their doctorate. Because I yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> I, I believe I'm still playing a game of Civilization with Heck. I think we started it four years ago, and I think that game is still going on.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, one more turn, and you know how long you can kind of go and go and go with that game. Definitely. Um, now, but you, the, the how... you know the industry is definitely different. It definitely has different priorities. I was interesting. I was listening to I think your episode last week where you were talking about E three. Oh, uh, well, you're listening I to this didn't... show.
1: That's not good. That's. <laughs>
2: Well, I usually do a little bit of research before I'm a guest. Oh, I, I for,
1: you're a doctor. You're like super smart. I should have known. I'm, oh no!
2: <laughs> and I don't usually like to walk in not knowing who. Look, I'm
1: Now be let me try to. About. I'm to remember everything I said last week. Was last week a happy show or? An, yeah, last week was an okay show.
2: It was oh, okay, yeah, but I thought it was interesting that you were talking about feeling like E3 was over, and that was that was the thing I was going to bring up. Was I think you're right on that. I think the trend of the industry is going very much toward independent games. And I think the AAA titles and companies are terrified, and I think they should be.
1: Now, if, but I think what's going to happen is that somebody is going to wake up and, because I've seen it, I've seen a couple, I think kind of happened with Cuphead, where you have this really great um, indie game and all of a sudden the company steps in, and says, Oh, we want to do indie games now. Here's a hundred grand and do your right. indie game. And I think a lot of these indie games are gonna just kind of I don't want to be corrupted. I don't want to say corrupted by it because it's a whole one of the parts you get into so that you can make a living. So it's not really getting mm-hmm. corrupted if you're making it. But if a big company comes in and all of a sudden starts sprinkling money around, then is the indie game really indie anymore? That's my question. Yeah
2: that's that's a good question i that's one of those things where yeah i don't know that's it'd be interesting to see so
1: you've done you've been doing podcast you you actually had a podcast here on all games uh for a while there which is still on up uh all games it, it comes back yep. every month or so um yeah why did you decide to get into podcasting and why did you decide to um to use that as your your format
2: well when i finished the dissertation i wasn't I, I i sort of rebelled a little bit i didn't do what was expected of me as a phd as having finished Which is, PhD. Like,
1: what what are p what are phds expected to do like what do you like once you once once you come out of the room and you put the doctor in front of your name are are do you, you, you supposed to go teach do you go on the lecture circuit do you write books like do you just yes. collect a consulting fee <laughs>
2: You're supposed to do all that and you're supposed to get paid next to nothing to do it to start out. And in addition, the full-time job you take is generally in some very undesirable area of the country. Um, with the basic idea being you take a job someplace you don't want to live for a few years. You get established in your career with your teaching and your publishing and you're presenting at conferences and then you get the job where you want to be. And the hard thing about that is that, you know, I had been in the area that I live in. At that point, I had been here for three years, um, but I Street. was I was grounded here. I had connected. I had made a community. I had made you know life for myself. And the thought of picking it up, I was looking at a job in Nevada and a couple in New Mexico oh. and. Yeah. Other places, because at the time my mom was sick and I couldn't, I couldn't go too far. So I couldn't, a lot of people end up in the Midwest in your first job. No one wants to live
1: in the Midwest. What was that? No one wants, people in the Midwest are people who wanted to get to one of the other coasts and, and their car broke down or. Yeah, they, it was Oregon Trail. The they got
2: dysentery in exactly. you know, N- Nebraska and they stayed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I cannot believe anybody got a Utah and was like, you know what, I'm done.
2: Yeah, exactly. Let's just stay here. Yeah. So that's the basic idea is you take a job someplace nobody else, nobody wants to live and you're there for a few years. And, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. I do have friends who ended up in really nice places at really nice universities. Um, but I just kept looking at the jobs and realizing more and more that it wasn't really entirely what I wanted to do because the focus isn't necessarily on teaching for um, tenured faculty. The focus is on publishing and writing because that contributes more money to the university than the students do. So your teaching is always secondary to what you're producing. And I just saw kind of this trend where the Internet was making focus on scholarly publishing change. Like um, one of my mentors had to put up a Google alert for her name so that when she tries to continue to keep her job she has to tell how many papers have cited her so how many other books have cited her research and that's part of what now stands as does she get to continue her job
1: (laughs) based on a google search wow
2: based on what comes out of google scholar you have to you know that's one one component it is only one component i'm sure it doesn't have a huge amount of weight and i don't want to be saying that that was like this big thing but it but it was a change, like usually you had your book, you know, you were putting together or whatnot, and that was the biggest thing you needed to work with. And now all these things had kind of changed. And I saw that change coming and didn't have, had kind of lackluster feelings about taking it as it was and just decided to opt out. Um, and But I had, all, I had done all this research and I had done all these fantastic interviews with these women gamers that I had recorded audio recordings of. So what was the most natural way for me to distribute some of that information? Uh, A small
1: small documentary uh, indie film uh, to be played at Sundance uh, to 15 people.
2: Right, exactly. (laughs) Well, and that's the other thing, because when you publish as an academic, the only people who read academic books are academics. True. Right? It's only, only other people in the field that you're in who are reading your work and I wanted to reach a broader audience. I wanted to reach as many women gamers as I could and say, "Listen, what you're doing is what everybody's doing and here's why it's empowering and here why it, here's why it's great for you." And then that changed and grew from there to just gamers to, you know, using my gamer types that I came up with in the dissertation to help people understand why they play. And it just kind of took on a whole life of its own, which, which I love. I still love. It's, you know, my favorite thing in the world is that I decided to make that choice to go into the well, podcasting your community.
1: Your dissertation actually used game I, I expected it was going to be on the history of, uh, of, of Harry Truman or something since it was American no. but history. But you use gaming as your doctorate. You're yes. a doctor of gaming? You are a, a doctor, doctor of, of thugonomics. You, you really are a doctor of thugonomics then.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> Gameonomics, perhaps yes Gameonomics. <laughs> but yeah, you know I talk about fragging in my dissertation and you know I cite a bunch of games and I, I interviewed 30 women, 33 women I think total, who all had you know some RPG experience um, it didn't necessarily have to be an MMO, although that was my focus because that's what I had played um, so I wanted to look at in particular the process of character creation so when you step into a game and you're stepping into this world what choices do you make for your character is your character look like you does your character not look like you is you know are you playing somebody with abilities that are similar to abilities you have in real life or somebody who can do something completely different so what i wanted to dis- dispel some myths too because the idea was that The common held belief was that women played healers mostly in RPG games um, because they were caregivers, which is based on some sort of funky stereotype, I guess. Um, And what I discovered, systematically, every woman I talked to who was a healer said they did it because it took so much more skill
1: Uh and so much more work. (laughs) Like the same reason uh, women are better snipers and... Mm -hmm. Because uh, it's all about the skill and uh, just skill, I guess.
2: The precision and the time precision, and the dedication. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's it's it was, it was so that was really enlightening, and that was really fun when I got to go back to my you know dissertation chair and say, look at what I have discovered, and she was like, oh, this is awesome. So I didn't want it just to be read by those fifteen people who were interested in the academy. <laughs> you know? I wanted it to reach a bigger audience, and that was the other motivation for the podcast. I had no idea when I stepped into podcasting that having a podcast that was led you know by two female hosts what about games was an extraordinary like i didn't know <laughs> but I, i've I remember, since I saw, discovered that that's definitely the case
1: yeah when I, I i saw i was i actually went seeking out uh, uh for all games.com i was like I, we need more because all of our time all of our podcasts were basically uh four guys sitting around talking about video games or talking right. about what games they played, and I was like, "Wow, that's a." And I went and looked. I just went down a list. I was like, "All that's all of our, ga- all of our, all of our shows. <laughs> that's kind of goofy." So I went down like specifically looking for uh, make something different, and Game One Girl came up, and I was like, "Whoa, it's really good." I was also kind of uh, like you said, it, it was it was strange finding out that there weren't as many as I thought there would be. I was yeah. like, I'm just not looking in the right place. Like, actually, there no. just is just not a whole lot of yeah. women. Why do you think that is? Is it is it because of gaming? Is it because of podcasting? Is it because of something else?
2: I think it's a combination. I think I I don't know a lot of women podcasters. I don't know a lot of women who seek out and listen to podcasts either. Um, So I don't know if that like idea is quite, I don't think it's quite gendered, I mean I think it is partially. um, But kind of the technology uh, aspect and kind of sitting down and doing this isn't necessarily something that I think a lot of women gravitate toward. Um, And I wasn't even, you know, I know one other female podcaster who was doing disability studies and she was doing one on access for a long time. Uh, And she was the first person I went to when I decided to launch, and she said, well, just make sure you know kind of what you're getting into um, in terms of the production, which I knew nothing about when I started. I had no idea how to edit audio. I learned all that. I was terrible at it. I have a professional audio editor now.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Wait, I'm supposed to edit this stuff? I just hit stage and upload it.
2: Well, and we don't. We don't anymore. So we used to do weekly shows, and just the production schedule was just too much for me and Rhonda. So... We cut back and took a couple months off and then we started doing, we do live hangouts once a month. And those cover like all of our outlets, right? So it goes on YouTube and it's a hangout and we use it as a podcast episode. And we don't edit those because they're live. But the recorded shows that we do, like we're doing a series right now on some are blockbuster movies. Uh, those are edited. So those get post post-recording editing.
1: Now, when did you decide to... Uh, even step farther away from that, and to write a book, where it could, because your book isn't exactly the same, uh, the, the same, uh, I guess, category as your the podcast. The,
2: no, not at all. It, it sort of it sort of branched off. Um, uh, part of that was I've I've had, and probably still have to a degree, a publisher interested in me making the dissertation a book. Um, since I finished it. And so it's almost five years now. I've had the same publisher who every now and then emails me and is like, hey, are you sure you don't want to do this? (laughs) And I'm always like, "Yeah, let me think about it. And I never seem to kind of bring it to fruition. It's been a lifelong dream for me to write a book. Like that's what I've always wanted to do. And when we stopped recording regularly last year, I started brainstorming what kind of book I wanted to write, and I had a whole bunch of ideas and, um, you know, one that was going to kind of burn the academy and talk about what it's like to get a PhD and what the expectations are to be a professor, um, which I'm sure plenty of people probably would have enjoyed reading. But I realized when I was thinking about it, whatever you write a book about is your life, like you are living that, which is one of the reasons why my dissertation was based on games because I got to game. As part of my research for my PhD,
0: <laughs>
2: uh huh. Right? Where, where you, it's you I'm, know I'm, there was a little self motivation. Uh,
1: you're studying, and you're also getting a really high gamer score. So
2: exactly right. Like I had to max out my level in World of Warcraft because it was research. <laughs> um. So I had I had that you know, and I knew that aspect of it. So I didn't really kind of want to wander down a, a road for a book that left me in a place where I was writing about something that made me unhappy. Um, and when I became a mom, I had started on Facebook posting kind of status updates about you know the parental achievements I was unlocking, like I got pooped on or different things like that. People appreciated the humor behind them, and then it just dawned on me one day I could make this into a book if I really put my mind to it. Gaming and, and
1: poop together again,
2: yes <laughs> exactly.
1: So now, the book, your book, uh, Mothering the Game, it's basically, it's, it's uh, kind of like you're interwoving how you've uh, turned, mother- not turned mothering into a game, but how you kind of, uh, the two worlds collide?
2: Yes, yeah, so how I feel like I use my skills as a gamer, uh, being a mom. So, and do I'm game, writing all the chapters. Well, not, I, I have sort of two different types of chapters I'm putting together right now. I write short chapters, which I I title as achievement, so Achievement Unlock Daily Quests, that's the sample chapter that's up on the website Um, but I have a couple that are mana charged and um, one called Unnecessary Panic and um, finding poop under the loot, you know, and that kind of thing or finding loot under the poop I guess is more what it was Yeah, That's that's like like like
1: DLC That's your downloadable content right there
2: Yes (laughs) So I just started structuring it based on those achievements and having a different theme related. Like I talked in one chapter, I talk about um, resource management, how becoming a parent teaches you how to manage your resources differently and how that related to, you know, resource building game.
1: Do you think gamers uh, make better, has gaming made you a better parent or is it uh, it innate where some people are just good parents and gaming kind of, it's like this, this the, the, I guess, the frosting on top.
2: Yeah, I think to a degree. I, I think more for me, it's a fun way for me to think about some of the difficult times I have as a parent. Um, but I have parenting friends who are just, I mean, talk about the achievements they've unlocked. I have a friend who came up with his own role playing game for his kids. So if they want dessert that day, they have to have a high enough karma score in the game they've been playing all day long in order to get dessert <laughs> well,
0: like which you know involves being
2: kind it. to their little sister or helping with dishes without being asked or different things like that would add to your karma score and you can roll for initiative on any you know different things you're doing if you want more TV time and that kind of stuff so you know I think parents make really our gamers make really fun parents <laughs>
1: Uh, we have a, a live chat room uh, here on, on uh, DPL, and uh, we have some questions from chat. Do you mind if I throw you some of the questions from oh, some, yeah. some of the chatters? Absolutely. Uh, Bridget B. Uh, wants to know, what type of games do you pers- personally, personally like? What, what type of gamer are you?
2: I'm definitely an RPG gamer. Um, I tend to gravitate toward um, what I call the evil empire of MMORPGs. I've played WoW like three or four times. I've gone back to WoW. Um, I I don't have the time for it <laughs> right now. <laughs> now Most that, of my gaming these of... days is involved in things that are short and quick that I can kind of hop into. So I do a lot of a lot more PvP. I play Hearthstone right now. Um I do some first-person shooter. I love Left 4 Dead 2. That's my favorite. I've had a bad day. I need to blow off some steam game. So Now do you ever I...
1: feel cuz I've a, a lot of um, people I hear about that don't have kids, uh, they say, "Well, I don't want to have kids because it would take away from my my gaming time." Or now that, I, or a couple of people that just have, oh, now that I have a kid, I haven't been able to play as much. Is it is it a source of resentment, or is it something that you don't even miss, or is it like it's just another? It doesn't. Even, you don't even think about it like that.
2: I try not to think about it like that. I try not to think about it in terms of what I've um, given up as much as what I've traded. Um, my daughter's a little older now. She's two and a half, and I can play games with her, um, not really you know, video games.
1: Look, My my mom is uh, a little bit older than me, and I can't play games with my mom. Uh, <laughs> you're telling me that you can play games with your two-year-old? How, what games are you playing? You, it's... it's, it's uh, you, well, she has she, she has, has a couple of games. Duty. There's
2: a there's a really awesome um, game. I don't know if I it's called roll and play I think. And so it's a big stuffed die that's got a different color on each side. So it's blue and yellow and red and green and purple. And then there are corresponding cards to the color. So you roll the die and you come up with a purple card, and it says uh, go find something that's red. And so she runs and finds something that's red and identifies it. And so it's not really me playing in terms of I'm not. Oh, I do sometimes, actually, because it's like some of them are make a funny face or make a funny sound or make a sound like a cow or something like that. I mean, they're very rudimentary, but it's still a game.
1: (laughs) That's like one of those that's like one of those ARG games that they have now where Mm -hmm. it's. Yeah. Wow. You guys are on top. You're on the next level already.
2: (laughs) It's it, and she loves it. it and she lo- and now she's doing like puzzles and stuff like that and th- that's fun watching her do them or you know all that kind of stuff but the the games have definitely been fun she also has uh, she's like getting the matching games down now where you you know we have this bear this set of bears and you turn them all over and she has to match the bears to each other so like one looks like a gummy bear and one looks like a chalk bear and they're not all candy i promise <laughs>
1: uh, Billy Ok in chat wants to know Will there be a portion of the book Written with input from your daughter On what resonates with her Like an interview with her Even though she's only two like, I'm not sure how what kind of interview you could do But would Yeah well she,
2: her words are definitely in it <laughs> I have several um, Several interactions of watching Kind of uh, language evolve um, and conversations that we have, and me trying oh, to put, kind of... Oh, don't
1: put her on Xbox Live. Whatever you do, do not have her. Oh, your... God,
2: no. <laughs> <The> <laughs> oh, we had, a whole, we had a whole show about that one time where, where a dad had written in to us about how to help his 12-year-old daughter through the harassment she was getting on Xbox Live. And it broke my heart. Awesome. <laughs> that was a really hard show.
1: <laughs> I, look, I, look, I am a, a grown-ass man, as they say, and I remember uh, we were playing... Uh, well, I think it was, was it Call of Duty? Me and a bunch of people from all games were playing Call of Duty and we were winning. We won once. Out of, out of all these time we won once. And it was just like nonstop people yelling at us, asking us what is... like. And one of the things they finally came up with, what does AG stand for? I bet you it stands for... And then came, the words that they came up with, what AG stood for, to this day, it still resonates in my head. I was like, people are just evil. Like, uh, like yeah. uh, it, it hurt my feelings, and I was like at a time like thirty years old. Like I yeah. can only imagine what uh, it, what kids. It's would hardcore.
2: Be I mean, it's just it's awful. It's it's the hardest part of the the culture, the game culture for me is is that aspect is it and fixable? seeing, yeah, just how how bad it can be. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I say that all the time. I, you know, I say that all the time in our show. We've had people come on and talk about harassment. And we've talked about different harassment, you know, issues and things that we've experienced, too. Part of the problem is that people are silent when it happens. Like, somebody else gets harassed, you are responsible. If you are listening and you are listening to somebody else harass somebody in game, male or female, who cares? If somebody's harassing somebody and it's unfair... You have to speak up. Everybody has to speak up. And until that starts happening and there's social responsibility, that's all that there's ever going to be. Because people have that sense of anonymity. So they feel like, oh, I can say whatever I want. So so
1: it is fixable, but it just takes uh, us policing ourselves to fix it instead of.
2: Yeah. And everybody taking responsibility for it and not saying, well, it wasn't aimed at me, so I didn't have to say anything. Because silence is acceptance.
1: Uh, GZ Doctor Evil says, "Is it if if it is okay to say video games help people with problem solving real life issues, why is it far fetched to say games may have played a role in someone acting out violently?" Wow, well, we're getting to real doctor questions now.
2: Wow, that is a real doctor question, <laughs> and I I actually would. I I don't think there's any difference between those two things. Um, There have actually been other studies where they've talked about how if you are depressed or you lend toward a depressive personality um, and certain personalities that are depressive tend toward violence that video games, especially violent video games, can definitely lend toward that. Um, Is it the be-all end-all? Do video games make people violent? No. You know, but movies don't make people violent either. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into what makes somebody get to the point where they act out in such a violent way or in a violent way, and video games can be one of them. But walking down the street and feeling emasculated can be just as powerful.
1: See, here's 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 my take on it, uh, which, which is uh, very unpopular, because I remember when I was a little kid, uh, I I came out of uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles. And uh-huh. I was walking down, uh, like, coming out of the uh, out of uh, the theater with my mom and my brother, Turtles. everybody else coming out of the theater. And there was a bunch of kids uh, jumping around, doing karate, and kicking each other in the face right afterwards. And, right. And now, when I think about it, I was like, well, of course that was because of the movie. But if right. you say that, then you're an idiot and you're trying to destroy America. But I was like, <laughs> it has to have been some kind of correlation with these kids watching... Uh, ninja Turtles uh, be- beating up uh, ninja foot clan soldiers to right. them pretending to do that. And I, maybe there's nothing wrong with it because they, I don't think they actually went ahead and did the full training to become ninjas and then <gasps> go assassinations. But there was some kind of correlation, I think. I think there's some yeah. kind of correlation. I'm not sure if it's a one-to-one or how deep it goes, but
2: some, well, I when, definitely, when I'm Forza...
0: I, I, oh, yeah. go ahead.
2: I see see that as a parent. I I see the mimicking, I see the tendency toward doing what adults do um, or doing what characters in TV shows do. I could not for the life of me figure out where my daughter picked up this idea of like going to give you something to eat. Like she would go to give me like a grape or something and then she would snatch it away like at the last second and she would giggle (laughs) about it. Right. I, didn't, I had never done that. My husband had never done that. I had no, I just could not figure out where this came from. And I was talking to another mom friend of mine and I was like, yeah, I don't know where she picked that up. And then she reminded me that there's an episode of Daniel Tiger where somebody does that and her son had picked it up too and had done the exact same thing, not having had a person do it, but having seen it on a, on a TV show. So, you know. We're impressionable. So, yeah, so, <laughs> uh,
0: may,
1: may, so maybe we shouldn't be showing kids Scarface. It's always funny when I would say, I saw Scarface when I was eight. So like, yeah, that should not have happened. Nice. No, no. Mist- mistakes. No. Wow,
2: made. no. I mean, and we're, people were a lot more liberal, you know, 20 or 30 years ago than they definitely are now. And um, But there's also a lot more kid stuff available now, now than there how was How is then, it so. be,
1: being a um, – you've already said some of the games that you've played uh, with your kid – Um, What uh, restrictions, uh, if any, do you think parents should have uh, with with gaming? We have the rating system, of course. Uh, Should they go by that or should they they throw it out and go by their own rating system? Or should kids be blocked from gaming until a certain age?
2: Uh, I think it depends on what kind of gaming. Like my daughter plays, um, you know, basic games on my iPad. Um, but like one of them is based on the Hungry Caterpillar where you feed and play with the Hungry Caterpillar until it turns into a butterfly. Um, So, you know, there's no violence. It's got really pretty music. It's got play aspects and shape recognition and all kinds of that stuff going on. Um, But I played through that game before I let my daughter play it. And regardless of what rating a game might have, I think you as a parent... Um and I feel this way as a parent, you need to be responsible for recognizing the kind of media your child is being exposed to. Um even with with passive forms of media too, in terms of like what movies and stuff they watch. Because like I said, they do pick up on whatever's out there. Um and you can make a judgment call like I know parents who've let their kids watch Walking Dead. Like I I wouldn't even watch Walking Dead. I gave up on
1: Walking Dead after two years. I was like, this is too much for me.
2: Yeah, it is. You know, I I am very sensitive to violence and movies now and TV. And I still watch The Walking Dead because I fell in love with the characters, which says an awful lot about their writing. Um, But I close my eyes. I don't watch a lot of what happens in The Walking Dead. And I do know parents who have let, you know, kids who were under the age of five watch The Walking Dead. And not understand why their kids are having nightmares about zombies, okay? <laughs> That's not a correlation that needs a lot of thought, sorry. So.
1: Now, uh, your book is, uh, when is your book going to be out? When can people actually uh, get a hold of a copy of Mothering the Game?
2: Well, I'm hoping for Christmas. I'm hoping for it to be out by Christmas. What I'm doing right now is I'm actually crowdfunding um, the book um, through a website called Ink Shares. Which is like Kickstarter, but for books.
1: Kickstarter for smart people. For
2: yes, people pretty much <laughs> for authors. <laughs> I don't know if every book published is by smart people, but <laughs> 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 but it is a Kickstarter for people who are writing. It's just about books, so it's it's an actual um, it's an actual press. So um, kind of the difference between doing this and like I could self publish and just you know put it up myself on Amazon you know as a book and publish it myself which if the crowdfunding doesn't work out is probably what I'll end up doing um, but the nice thing about Inkshares is that you can actually get physical copies of the book through Inkshares. shares um, and if you buy if you pre-order uh, so that's why right now I'm running a campaign um, that's part of a contest for the Nerdist
1: I've heard of them um,
2: yeah you've heard of them <laughs> so they're doing a collection so the top three Um, books with the most unique readers, which means most individuals who have, you know, individual people who have purchased the books, not necessarily books that have been purchased, um, will be included in a Nerdist collection. And so you'll have the Nerdist uh, stamp on your book cover and they'll help promote the book. Nice.
1: Um,
2: And I'm guessing that
1: you're number one right now?
2: Uh, No, I wish I was number one. (laughs) As of right now, I'm number six. (laughs) Whoa, wait
1: a minute. That's incredible, though. Number six?
2: It is. It it is, actually, Um, considering that I didn't know about the contest until like two days before it started, so I had no time... Um, to prep my campaign. so uh, Here's a tip for anybody who wants to do crowdfunding. What I have discovered now that I'm one month into my campaign is uh, you want to do as much work before you launch as you possibly can because that's the most important thing you can do is set your campaign up before it launches. I had absolutely no time to do that. I literally launched the campaign in the book the day the contest started, which was June 1st. Um, so I didn't have a lot, a whole lot of time to prep. And given the fact that I am in sixth place, I think is a testament to the amount of work I've been doing trying to get it promoted
1: (laughs) and the fact that a lot of people are a lot of, you're hitting a very big market, gamers and people who have kids,
0: which and people have kids. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I'm completely unique in the contest itself. Um, everything else is fiction based on computer you know video game either um, like worlds so people have created like their own game worlds and they're setting a, a story in that game world or um, are using you know kind of uh, games as part of a, another narrative but I'm the only person that's writing a memoir that's part of this um, this contest so I, I stand apart I think for that too in terms of like a unique approach to the topic itself so.
1: Now, when they make a movie out of you, out of, out of mothering the game, uh, who's going who's gonna to play you?
2: Uh, uh, Tina Fey will have to play me.
1: <laughs> I can, I can see that. That would be great.
2: I love her, and she's been uh, for years. People kept telling me somebody looked like me on. Um, Saturday Night Live, and I was I, at the time I didn't watch it, and I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And then finally went and looked it up, and I'm like, Oh my God, Tina Fey looks just like me, or I look just like Ooh. Tina Fey, whichever way you want to look, look at it. I look nothing
1: like Leslie Jones. I don't get, I don't know where you guys are talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I don't know where this comes from.
1: <laughs> now, is there a time limit on when people need to order by, or uh, is yes. it all the way up to Christmas, or when? When can we order?
2: Uh, by? No, well, you can. I mean, my um, the contest ends on July 15th, so we have two weeks. Two weeks left for um, for ordering pre-orders that will co- count toward the Nerdist contest. Uh, the book itself will run its campaign until the end of August, so I'll still be able to take uh, pre-orders then. I have to get to 250 pre-orders to get a contract with InkShares.
1: And currently, uh, you are number six. I'm guessing you'll have four more to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have um, I have 94 readers right now, so I have 94 individual people who have bought books, and I've sold 113 books total. So nice. I'm almost halfway to the the minimum publishing. So if I get to 250, I get a contract to publish on Amazon, and they will print the hard the, not hardbound their paperback copies of the book.
1: I don't see that not so. happening because it's an incredible uh, uh, it's an incredible topic. Uh, by a Thank real you. doctor, unlike a bunch of people that are just pretending to be smart, you have to right. <laughs> let, Yeah, here, I did have to make
2: sure I put the PhD. I'm usually pretty reserved about where I flash the the badge, the PhD badge, but I was like, this has to be PhD. <laughs> has
1: that has that ever worked for you? Have you ever used uh, your doctorate to get you into or out of a situation?
2: No, not really. I, I don't like, I know some people put it on like their flight so they get special privileges when they fly and things Ooh. like that. They might not even do that anymore, but I would be terrified that somebody would actually think I was a doctor. doctor. Well, um, that's the
1: great one. Is there a doctor in the house? They say, right. you, you raise your hand, and then somebody comes up there coughing bloody, like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm a doctor I'm, in RPGs. Not that kind um, of
2: doctor. I know. I actually had a friend, I wanted to get a t shirt. A friend of mine sent me a link once. They had a t shirt that said, not that kind of doctor. And I was like, I know, yeah that's it
1: <laughs> okay so uh we've going to come to a close to talk to you for a good 45 minutes which is uh 15 minutes yes. over uh what we have planned but it's i'm just so interested in not only uh the fact that uh you've turned video games into uh an academic career yes. and also a publishing career that's incredible and yes. that means that maybe one day uh, that my trials in galaga will actually pay off Maybe.
2: Well, you know, I would, you know, to put a plug in for InkShares, um, which I didn't know about before the contest started or really know what it was, it's amazing the community that has been built in InkShares. And I think because everybody has pretty much the same goal who's on InkShares, everybody wants to get a book published. You get a lot of people who are, you know, very willing to give you recommendations to, you know, kind of help you out and um, has been a very warm and welcoming community, especially for like trying to figure out the the crowdfunding stuff at the last minute and not knowing what I was getting myself into. I've had quite a few writers who've been very patient to give me very solid advice about how to approach what I'm doing. So if you do have a book idea, Derek, that you're kind of floating around with. I do. Throw it up on InkShares, you know, create an account and go in and you can put a draft up with your idea and not even like, and, and build an audience that way before you launch the crowdfunding which I would definitely suggest you do if anybody's going to do this. Start start building the audience before you actually launch the book.
1: Billy okay in chat says he's already, he's already bought your book. He's
2: oh, thank you so much. I'm, Yay. <laughs> I'm going to take full credit
1: for that. I don't know when he did it. I'm going to say he did it just now. I'm going to say that's the, the DPL bump Yay. right there.
2: Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh,
1: D, uh, Billy also wants me to tell you about my book, Uh, Which is called. I will. I will tell you a quick. Since you're, since you're a big smarty smart, I will tell you about my book, and you tell me if it's a good good idea or not. Hopefully, you will say you will say yes, and not break my heart.
2: Probably. Uh, No, I'll be. It is is a science
1: fiction book. uh, In the in the far future, it's called the ship with red hair. It is about uh, in the future, uh, the entire human race basically lives on uh, on ships that just travel the galaxy. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of those ships is completely controlled. Uh, Each ship holds uh, about four or five million people each. They're huge, incredibly large ships. But one is uh, controlled, every function of it is controlled by uh, one young woman uh, who has red hair. And she has um, complete control and it kind of worries some of the other ships who are not, do not work in in that way. And therefore, Mm -hmm. that's why it's called the ship with red hair. Ah, uh, I like
2: it. it. That's got lots of potential. I could see lots of drama. I could see that being, like, a series of books. I don't think you could really delve into a ship that had so many people on it and just write one book about it.
1: I see. Look at that. This this is why you're a doctor. You know the right thing to say.
2: I'm spent... but The two sides of my life have been reading and playing video games, so... Can very much see oh. how that would work. You just missed. You know, Inkshares had a contest. The contest before this one was with Geek and Sundry for hard science fiction.
1: Well, that would be me. Wait, I don't wait. Yeah. wait I don't want to end this interview talking about me. No, we're talking <laughs> about you, Dr. Regina McMenemy, uh, the author of Mothering the Game. You can buy it right now on Inkshare. Did you go to Inkshares.com and? Yeah, go
2: to Inkshares.com and search for Mothering the Game.
1: Mothering the Game. If you're, yeah. if you. Uh, Have kids, if you're thinking about having kids, if you are a kid and you have a parent and want to know what they went through, uh, if you like video games, basically, if you know how to read, go to Inkshares.com, do a search for Mothering the Game, and buy this book. You have until July 15th to do it, uh, to make sure that uh, the doctor reaches her goal. And everybody, go do it. Thanks a lot. Yes, Uh,
2: thank you so much, Derek. It's been a pleasure.
1: Uh, Have Have a great weekend. Enjoy the 4th of July.
2: Thank you. You too. Oh, you too. Wait. Oh, quick, quick yes. question.
1: Uh, yes. Since you did, uh, uh, you did your studies on American history. It it's Fourth of July a real holiday because I've been told that it wasn't actually on the Fourth of July. It's like supposed to be like July fifth or something, and they moved it.
2: Oh, I don't know, actually.
1: Mm-hmm. But so, I've yeah, never go- heard
2: that before. So I,
1: I was told that like uh, it was like on a certain day, but uh, they, they they changed the holiday because of some one reason or another. Maybe the Illuminati has something to do with it. Who knows? Oh, Wait, who knows? Oh, is, is, and it, and is, it
2: could be, but you know, Jesus wasn't born on Christmas either, so.
1: Oh yeah, I knew about that part. Yeah, I knew yeah. That part. Here's <laughs> so there's my, a here, lot of
2: editing that goes on in
1: history. Here, here's here's my last real question. Then, is the Illuminati real? Yes or no? Wait a minute. Why um, is, why, is, why why are you why is there a pause there? That's just a no. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, not worried, because that should be, no, Derek, there, there's no such thing as the Illuminati. That's a crazy conspiracy. And you're like, hmm, wait a minute.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know if the Illuminati is real. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, however, if there was a group of people sort of subvertly controlling things. How about that?
1: And with that, we're going to end this interview... Thank you.
2: <laughs> mothering the game. Just remember mothering the game.
1: <laughs> Inkshares.com. Do a search for mothering the game. Thanks a lot, uh, Dr. McMenemy. Thanks
2: Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: That was a great interview. Everybody go over to Inkshares.com. Wow. That was, uh, it got scary at the end when, uh, I th- you know what? Because when, first of all, she's a smarty smart. She's done a lot of uh, uh, in-depth stuff. I think there may be an Illuminati, and you know what? Doesn't matter because the most important part is that video games can help you be a better parent. So if you are playing video games right now, there's a good chance that you should start having kids. That's what I took. That's what I took from it. Anybody want to have kids with me? You want to get married? Uh, I, I want. I do want. To, I do not want to have kids outside of wedlock. So uh, first, we have to get married. Uh, and also, I want to marry somebody that likes me. So first, we'd have to date for a while so we can get to know each other. So if you're willing to go into a long-term relationship with me, uh, let's say date for a year or so, year and a half, uh, then get married, and then like a two or three years after marriage, then we have a kid. And 18 years after the kid, uh, we go, uh, if you're willing to put in a good 40 years of time with me, uh, then let me know, uh, D. Hopkins at all games, at allgames.com. Uh, we have a caller. Hello, hey, caller. Derek. Hello, you're very low. What? Hello. What? What? You're very what? you're very low. You're you're very far away from the microphone. Uh, hello, Mr. Not... O'Keefe. What's going on?
3: Uh, hang on. Let me let me get a better uh, microphone. Good. Can you hear me now? Yeah, sure. Carry on with your business. I'll be right back.
1: Uh, what? 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 Ah. Uh. Top 10 games, top 10 consoles in the world. Uh, Like I said before, we do not go by the VPD scores. We do not go by release dates or facts and figures. We go by the zeitgeist, which is uh, basically what people are talking about all around the world uh, on the social networks, on the social medias. Uh, Hello, Mr. O'Keefe. Welcome back. Hello. Whoa, that's completely different. What were you
3: doing before? You weren't uh, I was using a headset. Now I'm just talking into the phone.
1: Wow! Look at that! Look how different things are. Why are you calling in today, Mr. O'Keefe? I
3: called to commend you on your interview. That was very that was very well done.
1: Well, thank you. Very people think that I'm stupid, uh, but I'm not. I'm actually fairly intelligent. Sometimes I
3: don't think you're stupid. Well, oh. but I just think you did a fine job, and and you should know.
1: Thank you very much. I thought it was it wasn't me. It was the subject matter. Uh, once I got talked to a doctor, I talked to a doctor about gaming. I talked to a doctor about gaming and society. That's great, uh, and it, and and somebody that knows what they're talking about instead of somebody that just uh, read a bunch of Buzzfeed uh, vi- saw a bunch of Buzzfeed videos and a couple a couple of lists on Gawker. Like I don't need uh, <sighs> Yeah. How you been doing, Billy? How been you been doing, Mr. O'Keefe? How's your I, how's your book doing? Your your book uh you have two books on Inkshares
3: now, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well the the main one is doing really well. I just got the um the jacket art and everything. So I, I get to see the final it's gonna be a hardcover with the jacket now. And Aren't they you a cartoonist? Did final, you do your own
1: jacket art? Did you do the jacket art yourself?
3: Well I did the art for it, but the layout. They did the whole layout with the about the author stuff and everything like that, so they they finally showed that sent that over for final approval and it looks fabulous. So well, I'm very excited about
1: that. You know, you know, uh, this is what I learned in director school. No matter what they send you, you always send it back the first time.
3: Well, I did. This is like the fourth or fifth time. Oh, okay, that okay. We've okay. Gone through.
1: You always, you never. Even if you look, this is perfect. I cannot get it even better. You always send it back.
3: Oh, yeah, no, that's that's happened
1: already several times. And your book, uh, My Friends on Politics, is available now?
3: Uh, Well, available for pre-order now. Pre-order now. It'll be out in stores. Uh, The backers who backed it will get theirs in September, and it'll be out in stores in October.
1: And then your second book, Too Many Controllers,
3: which is in the same competition... As yeah, uh, awkward, as the yeah, game. that's true. Yeah, that'll that. Uh, well, I'm kind I don't know when that will be out because 14 other people also are writing that, and so that's not how's that even there where it's one, uh, one doctor <laughs> mom
1: against 14 yeah.
3: people. Well, here's here's the way that I would spin it is that if it wasn't If we all weren't in the same book together, some of us would be still in this contest spread out. And we've all kind of done this before. So instead of taking up three spots, you know, because the top three get a full publishing deal. So instead of taking up three, we're taking up one. And the other two are wide
1: open. She's not that far away from the top three. She's going to hit the top three,
3: I believe. No, and and I would suggest that we all help her get there because I really like her book and I like the conceit of it.
1: Everybody go buy I, Mother in the Game and do not, do I not buy either of the, and, So you're and saying and buy Mother in the Game and don't buy your book friends. is what you're saying. You're, what? You're saying don't buy your book, buy Mother in the Game. Is
3: what you're saying. Uh yeah, kind of because we're oh, okay. we're doing fine. We're comfortably in first place. Ooh, and I would like to help life. this woman out uh, and get in her hair. into the top 3. I don't know. Number
1: 10 and, PlayStation 3 what? What? Why is I it thought? so low? This is the PS3. That's why it's so low. Oh, we just had a man. giant. Uh, I was at E3. You know how many PlayStation Three games I saw in the West and South halls?
3: Probably none. Right? Zero. Yeah, but that's E3. That doesn't. That's not a relevant. That's not relevant. Well, the preeminent game
1: convention uh, in the world. Man. For now, it it has the PlayStation Three had zero presence there.
3: Well, E three won't even be around next year. PlayStation Three will still be going.
1: I have a I have a very weird feeling that next year's E three will be the last E three, and it will be very pathetic. It will be, I believe. I believe a bunch of people. I believe Microsoft is going to pull out. I believe Nintendo is going to pull out, and once that happens, we're done. So Microsoft's, all, Microsoft's, all, Microsoft's already, they're,
3: they're, they're setting up their stuff ready to go, I gotta, feel, I gotta feel. Nintendo already pulled out. I mean, they're, they're yeah, going to announce might as well not even their there. new console yeah. on a stream, probably, right?
1: Yeah, at three in the morning. They're going to announce their console at three in the morning on some uh, on some Nintendo Direct thing that you can download yeah. from Nintendo. and it'll be better that way. It was weird when they had their, instead of a presentation, they just had... A uh, lady sitting in a in a wooden chair, talking to, uh, talking to the designer, and both of them were holding DSs playing. I was like, "That's their presentation."
3: They put like fifteen dollars into this, and people didn't care. People were like, "Okay, I'm people, down with yeah, it." Yeah, people are fine with it because you still yeah. the point was still made about the games. So what's the difference? The only the only thing that we're losing is is when the stage shows happen. There's usually some embarrassing moment that pops up. Some awkward, you know, gaffe that happens. And we're going to lose that. But other than that.
1: This year, the most awkward thing on stage. uh, There's two. Ubisoft had one where the guy made a weird Jesus joke out of nowhere. And two was uh, Sony where they kept showing the American crowd who could not give a fuck about being there. Versus the uh, English crowd who loved every second of it. But they they would come out to the and Literally, they had people show, like checking their their email on their phones during the middle of the presentation, and they would cut to them and show them. Ah, oh, Sony, what are you doing?
3: <laughs> yeah, honorable mention to EA though. Did you see that the Battlefield One event with all the celebrities and they were? You, yes. you could like smell the weed coming through the through the internet. They were so baked.
1: You can tell they were just saying, "Okay, do I get my check now?" Okay, i play a little
3: bit <laughs> Yeah, well, my well, they were now? having a good time. I just don't think they cared about the game at all. No.
1: They, they have no... Most celebrities I've seen, like, I get excited when I see a celebrity on an interview talk about a game. Like, oh, like, oh, oh I'm a gamer. I love games. I've been playing, uh, what is it now, uh, Call of Battle? What do we have, uh, John? Oh, we have Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah you find out they've been playing, like, uh, Call of Duty 2 uh, forever. Or they're still playing Madden, Madden 12. Like, they... If they don't play. They don't play uh, anything new, uh, they, and, and when they do play, they aren't really good at it.
3: Is that's it why like, I like. A, that's why I like Aisha Tyler so much because she seems legitimately a, into it, yeah. and she's about the only one who shows up to these things who seems to be legitimately into it.
1: True gamer. True gamer. Yeah. Uh, number nine Raspberry Pi. Number. 8, Wii U. I could have swore I thought you were going to say something about that. Number no. Number 7, PC. What? PC? The whole thing? It used to be Steam Machine. Now it's PC. Oh. Because I was at E3. I did not see a single Steam. I, there were a lot of places where Steam Machines would have made sense to be, and they were not there. No, I did not see a single steam machine. Ray, is it? Doesn't Razer have a steam? I thought he had a steam
3: machine. Well, they all had one, but that was two years ago.
0: Hmm.
1: Number six,
3: Nintendo NX. That seems low, but okay. This is it because they're not saying anything about it. Nobody's you're, you're even tired seen of it. it.
1: Wasn't even, wasn't even in clo- wasn't even in closed doors. Uh, behind, wasn't even behind closed doors. Like it, is
3: you don't know that it could have been. Well, no, could have no, been somebody behind somebody the doors. Came out and behind said, the doors.
1: Somebody would have came out and said, "We saw the Nintendo Index behind closed doors." Oh my God, you guys, this thing's incredible. I can't say anything else. But nobody said anything because it, it wasn't there.
3: You never know. Remember, you may, you may have played one and not realized it. That's how are you, talk, are, you stealthy. are you saying
1: it's a DS? you saying it's a DS? Isn't Nintendo NX a portable system?
3: Uh, no, I don't think so. Is it a VR system? No, definitely not.
1: Then how can it even possibly compete?
3: Well, you're going to find out soon. If I you were to have told more than six... you In 2006, that the Wii isn't a portable system, and isn't even in HD, and you would have said, how can it compete then? And, and I, I would have, have been said, right,
1: because he, it did a great job of competing for a year. Well, it never really competed. It was a phenomenon for well, a year or so. And then it, it was disappeared. like three
3: years. It was at least
1: three years. But no, like, was... there were no real games. Like, when you go back and look at all the great games on the Wii, on the Wii, on the Wii not the Wii U, the
3: Wii. Yeah.
1: It's like, eh.
3: Like, you, still you competed it may not have been great but it still competed
1: I feel bad for people who's, who the Wii was their only console if the Wii was your second console or your like secondary console then good, good for you have fun when, people, when you have a bunch of people show up you, everybody get together and play some Wii Ping Pong or whatever Wii Bowling but if that's <laughs> you, the only thing you're playing oh my goodness
0: I
3: don't oh. feel bad for anyone who has a game console You're doing okay in life if you have at least one. No, I can I can come up with it. Okay, look,
1: (laughs) let's let's see. Game console to be sad about. Uh, No, not the the Wii. The year? No, not 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 the Wii. The Wii isn't one. But if you, let's say the year is I don't know two thousand and five or so. Uh, The Xbox is on its last legs, and the Xbox One is the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty is just coming out. Your mom comes home and says, We got you a new game system it's the atari twenty six hundred pro pro okay. junior system yeah
3: that I knew you were going there that is a little different <laughs> there was still some of the thing though you can still buy one brand new <laughs> well of course there, there, somebody out there still wants one i don't know who oh. i still want I, I i i get i'm upset that they
1: always skipped over the fifty two hundred they had the 7,800 that they still sold and a 2,600 that they still sold. But they didn't sell the 5,200, which I thought was a pretty... The 7,800 was actually a really good system. You know what? I'm not going down this road. Who cares? Yeah, please don't. (laughs) Who cares? You're running out of time. Number four. 2DS, 3DS. Why? I don't I guess Pokemon. Pokemon? Yeah. I guess... I what do you mean why? You made this list. Yeah, I don't it, it there's a have you ever seen that show Person of Interest I've been watching on No on on thing? It's about no. a magic machine that's that uh predicts when people are gonna get shot in the face. And they and the people try to stop it. Which oh, kind of makes okay. you think that, that maybe the machine I am like, wait a minute. If you guys stop it, then the machine is wrong every time. So the machine has a a ratio of zero percent. So why it's like
3: do, a division by zero error. Right?
1: Yeah, it's like so. Uh, wow. But the thing is, that's what is that's what a Zeitgeist machine is like. It just shoots these numbers out. It, it searches the entire internet. It comes up with these numbers and and, and puts some other pieces I don't know how it gets them. It doesn't have an explanation behind it. It just happens. Uh-huh. Okay. It just happens. Man, I'll play 30.
3: along. That's crazy that that machine does that. It is, yeah. It is crazy.
1: It That's is. That's how things work now. Number
3: three,
1: Xbox One.
3: Wow. Wow. Why would
0: you?
1: You know, you know what I was saying about the Xbox about the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Uh huh. Why would you buy one when when it was obviously they were trying to kill it off? Why would you buy an Xbox One right now when? The Xbox when there's two, there the, there's yeah, two the, replacements. There's two consoles coming out that's going to replace yeah. it.
3: It's like ooh. I don't
1: know. I don't know why you <laughs> would. Why would they do that? Why would they announce like uh, okay, the Xbox One S? I get they announced it and they're like this this is we're just it's just basically it the same thing with smaller. But but also it can play 4K movies now, which is kind of weird. Like, well,
3: what the fuck? Did, what am I? What what? Mine can't do that. I don't know why. Why does anybody need a 4K? Movie player no for idea. their
1: television, I have no idea I guess they're I guess it comes on a new t v too You sit far
3: enough thing. away, you can't tell the difference
1: i had I remember some guy saying uh, over on horrible gamers, which I think is still on the air, was saying that he couldn't it was impossible for him to uh to play a game that wasn't at sixty frames a second. I was like what mm-hmm. okay. Man, I don't think that's true well, I can't so be you-
3: true because there's not very many games out there right now that <laughs> yeah. do that.
1: I'm like, how many games have you not played that don't hit 60 frames a second? Yeah, it's
3: playing Gran Turismo 4 still.
1: The X, but if you bought, let's say you you say, oh, the Xbox One S, I'm not getting that. Still don't buy an Xbox One because they announced a Scorpio, which is, has six teraflops, which it upsets me that nobody will stand up and say that's a goddamn made-up number.
3: Everybody's saying that. Where, where have you been? Who comes up with... I don't talk to the people or interact with The only with person who isn't saying socialist. that is SG. Six Tera... When did
1: we start going by Teraflops? Before games the, only, were- the
3: only time I've heard Teraflops was when the original Power <laughs> Mac G4 was introduced and Apple made that name up. And this is the second time I've heard about it. 16 years later.
1: I have been playing games and have had game consoles almost everyone, and I think I have played just about every game console and read about all of them, I have never in my life heard teraflops being used as a measuring of stick of how good like, teraflops. How dare you? No, that's At like, least like give this. Me, What did that ever mean? Even even the 8-bits, oh, we're using these new processors. They're all 16-bit processors, but then the the weird thing is the TurboGrafx-16 came out, and they're like, well, that's a, it's 8-bit processor. We're just calling it 16 because, you know, people are idiots. Because it's a bigger number. And then here's the Jaguar 64. Well, it's two thirty two 32-bit processors side by side running in parallel, so blah, blah, blah. It's all made up.
0: All it's all nonsense.
1: Tra- but we love it. Six teraflops. God, give me a break. Number... Two PS4,
3: PlayStation yeah. Four. Okay. Number
1: Even one is VR. I I, I think people, It's weird how those how people have turned on that uh that doggy game. What's that dog game? That giant flying what? dog game. The giant flying dog game. Dog game. The one with a giant flying dog. Oh, Last Guardian. Last Guardian.
3: Yeah.
1: People have turned. on... People, it's like a Switch. People have turned on that game like it, like it slapped their mom. Like it walked That's the room good, though. You know why? Mom.
3: Because now it can come out and take people by surprise all over again. Like <laughs> none would, of this ever happened. It
1: will not take anybody surprise. It looks exactly. Well, I mean, it, it might. I don't know. They I'm, did not I'd, change anything. They did not update be, that game at all. It could
3: just be a good game. It could just be a good game. It
1: looked like a really good PS3 game. And now it's on a PS4. It looks like a really good PS3 game.
3: So... Well, it looks like a looks like an eco game.
1: Hey, look! Use the dog to lift up the board so you can walk across the plank. Wow! I want to do that. Well, I give it a chance. Number one, <laughs> VR everything, Oculus Rift. Number one, I was, I was, I'm now seeing people with actually. And it's not the Oculus that people have either. Is people are buying the Survive. H1 survive. yeah, Vive.
0: Yeah.
3: HTC spun out a whole separate company because that thing is doing so much better than its phones.
1: I feel kind of bad for Oculus though. Now, what, what did Oculus just take too long, or did that, they not?
3: They no, got they just—they they don't have the most exciting one. They're owned by Facebook, which is way more that, poisonous than people are talking about
1: that that kind of scares me like that would stop me from getting the oculus like if i like like the same way like when when you realize that google owned google glasses like oh so all this data is just going that's kind of weird
3: yeah facebook, like it's refreshing to have this big piece of consumer electronics that's not owned by facebook or google or apple or microsoft or amazon so I think that's appealing to people. That it's owned by this company that's specializing in this one thing, for the most part.
1: Well, that and bad phones.
3: Well, yeah, but they, they kind of don't even care about their phones right now. They're spinning that whole thing off.
1: And it's doing really well. And and without... I haven't seen a TV commercial or anything. It's basically people are saying it's just better. They did a better job, which is kind of weird because ICLIS went through all this trouble of... Of building, like teaching consumers about it, and building out the technology and everything, and then Vive and HTC just came and said, "Oh, we can do that." Oculus,
3: Oculus built the bridge, and then Gabe Newell just walked across. Yep. That's why that guy's where he is.
1: Now, did did H, did the Vive kill the Steam Machine, or
3: did it was it not had nothing yeah, to do? No, the Steam with Machine it? killed itself. The thing was a half-ass disaster from day
1: one. HG, uh SG says uh, the vibe is too expensive. Of course it is. It just came out. Wait yeah, it's brand guess.
3: new. Brand new stuff.
1: In a couple of years, it'll be it'll be it'll be nothing. Ooh, the, what was that? A, uh, that was I'm getting an email marketing e- uh, email. Oh. I I downloaded um. I found under my bed. Uh, what do you call that thing? What do you call it? The thing floor? No, a piece of paper with writing on it. Uh, a key. Uh, I, found a key okay. for, for I, I found a key for office. I found a key for office thirteen under my bed. Uh huh. And so I went and I installed it. And then my brother was like, "Wait a minute! I have a game company, uh, which he does, Nightlife Games, the creator of." Uh, uh, derby races. God damn! What's the name
3: of my tiny name? horses?
1: Tiny horses. Oh, ooh, that's scary. Yeah. Uh, tiny horses yeah. derby adventures. Uh, go buy there it now on on iOS. Uh, and and he was like, since I have this company, uh, I'm part of some Microsoft blah 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 program where I get free Office, and I was like, hand it over, and boom, <laughs> I get now I have Office 16. And it is the biggest waste of time. I've ever, it's like,
3: <laughs> I like, I mean, it's still a word processor, right?
1: Yeah, it's like, hey, look, it's Word. It's like I just use Notepad. Like, it's, I, I mean, I use yeah. Google Docs if I need to get anything important. But now I can use Word, or yeah. now I have Excel. Like, don't need it. Here's here's my Outlook, which is way more complicated than just going to gmail.com.
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
1: But I'm all I'm all legal. I'm all legit and I'm all, uh, I'm all, uh, what do you call it? Official like
3: you're legit.
1: I'm legit now. Yeah. Look at that outlook. I have all the, all my accounts there. There's my Gmail account, 135 messages. Hillary Clinton sent me some email, everybody. <laughs> I, did answer that. I did something on some Facebook or something where I was like, if I do this, I'm not going to be putting on the goddamn Hillary Clinton mailing list, am I? And I
3: did it, and... Yep, immediately. Damn, yeah. um, yep. Uh, her well, and Joe knew. Biden... At least deep down, you knew.
1: Yeah, but I think it was going to be... Oh, now, wow. Oh, crap. Did she just announce? Elizabeth and I agree we need to make our economy work for everyone. And then it's her holding up Elizabeth Warren. Saying, wow, she's going to do a Elizabeth Warren as her... Okay. Go, you go, girl.
3: Is, is that official? I,
1: I got a picture of her. It's kind of weird to have a picture of her. She's, holding... Well, she's
3: been teaming up with her for uh, at least a week now where they've been going at it. So I don't know if she announced that that would be her running mate, but that would be interesting.
1: Yeah, that would be. That would be really interesting.
3: Yeah.
4: running mate. But, uh, the, uh...
1: Hey, Hacked, why are you calling in?
4: Hey! I, I'm calling in to announce two things. One... I am Hillary's running mate. Oh jeez. And two. Are you, even
1: allowed to, are you allowed to hold office in this country? <laughs>
4: uh as much as you are, sir. Okay,
1: I was gonna make sure. I do wanna... Wow. And, uh, like, look, Arnold Schwarzenegger thing... can't be a, Arnold Schwarzenegger can't be president. So he
4: wasn't born in the country. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Would would he get kicked, if Donald Trump would he have a kick Arnold Schwarzenegger out?
4: Yes, he would. He would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Is he a legal immigrant? I don't Yeah, he's he's probably No because probably got he his
3: married documentation wrapped He
1: up. married in he married Maria Shriver to get uh to be a citizen. He well, did I one mean, of those things you get where you have a baby.
4: Card. Well, I don't know. Back then you used to get a green card when you married a legal citizen. What was your
3: second announcement
4: that
1: you oh, were Arnold made, Schwarzenegger uh, had a baby just to stay in his country, is what I'm saying.
3: He had a, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, had an anchor baby. And he had an
4: illegitimate baby with a Mexican. Yeah, he had a, he had two anchor babies. Yep. Or, we gotta kick Arnold Schwarzenegger out of this goddamn country. Announcement two, which is better than Arnold Schwarzenegger, Crystal Pepsi is coming back.
1: Okay. okay.
4: Do not drink. Here's what I've been
1: drinking uh, over the past weeks. Uh, I, I have a bunch of these bottles right here. Uh, Tropicana 100% orange juice. And Tropicana 100
3: apple juice. I don't believe that claim for a moment. That it's 100 percent orange sure. juice.
1: Well, it says. Well, it says <laughs> How much Tropicana sugar is in that thing. Here it says it says Tropicana 100 percent juice, and then there's a picture of an orange. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then I guess yeah. The, so, that's probably so,
3: actually that's probably the actual orange that's inside. The orange.
1: Sugar juice is juice too. Just like when just like when you go buy um. Uh, cheese. It says American slices, and nowhere on that thing does it actually say cheese. Like, like they
3: know no, they don't. how shiny that cheese is. There's
4: ice cream that doesn't say ice cream because it's not really ice cream. I remember
1: when they showed like people from Europe like American cheese, and they all they all said the same thing. They're like, "Why is it orange? What kind of cheese is orange? They don't make orange cheese. Milk isn't
3: orange. Why is this orange?" Like. Why can't I see my reflection in this cheese? <laughs> uh,
1: VA Races and AllGames.com are the two other email emails I have. Uh-huh. Ugh. I, I, I get sad looking at this, um, my AllGames one because of all this PR stuff that I just ignore now. That I could be a part of.
4: Wait, what's your AllGames email? That's the the Derek one?
1: Yeah, Derek at com.
4: Yeah, that's where I sent the t-shirt designs. When? Like a month or two ago.
1: For, okay, I'll, I'll go back. That means that they might be on my old system or they might be on the new cool Outlook system. I'm not sure. So I'll go, I'll go take a
4: look. Fucking Outlook.
1: Where, where, where else should you calling? Uh, are you calling to talk about the uh, uh, Oculus Rift being at number one?
4: Uh, nah. That that has no bearing to my life whatsoever. I
1: realize that I don't want want VR though. I want I want the Hololens. That's what I want.
3: I don't think you're getting the Hololens. That thing keeps yeah disappearing. Not anywhere like at E3. Not what the expectations were originally going to be, and it's just going to kind of fade out. I think. But I don't want it for all the stupid stuff they showed. The stuff that it's going want to be so, used for industry stuff, but it's not going to be used for for games. I don't think.
1: I don't want it for game. I want it so I want it to be my world. I want it to be able to put in the hololens and then be able to say, "Oh, this is my screen now. This wall."
4: And he wants all like, his screens to pop up like in uh, a yeah. Avengers or something.
1: Yeah, like like I want to be like Iron Man. Like what's yeah. I want so to be to say, so everywhere you hey, look, Cortana, you're going to emails like, oh. from
3: the Gourmet Gang. That's what you want.
1: Hey Cortana, Everywhere what's my what's music. my email? Ooh, did did it do something? No. Oh, let me. Just get ask a projector. Me, hey Cortana, where's my email? Oh shit! Oh wait, 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 wait.
3: It no, didn't what find did
1: anything. you. Do wow! It actually does stuff now though. That didn't. Does need it? To happen? Oh, yeah, it, it didn't
3: search does. Bing for where's my email. No.
1: It it just said didn't find anything.
0: Oh,
3: okay, great. Oh wait,
1: this this should work then. Hold on, watch watch this. Hold on. Hey Cortana, what's the last email I got? That should work, right? Didn't find anything. Well, of shit. You, three, yeah.
4: Okay, I'm done. That's, From admin at Pornhub.com. <laughs> Somebody sent me an email
1: saying, "Derek, do you still go to?" so-and-so website. And I was like, what the... I never went to that website. Why would you think that I used to go... It was like the name of
3: some... Uh... Was it a naughty website? Yeah, it was a naughty website.
1: And I was like... Naughty. What?
3: But they had your first name, huh? Interesting. Hmm. Well, oh, okay. As far uh
1: Before we get out of here. Uh, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> uh, I remember when I was... a. Uh, Way back in the day, when when internet first started out, uh, there was a new site called NakedNews.com, and it I was, yes,
3: I remember this.
1: It was the basically uh, women telling you the news, like straight news, but as they were telling you, they would get naked, and it it blew your mind the, the first fifty times you saw it, 50? Five oh and then. <laughs> Because it's not it's not like it's not like they're like doing nasty stuff, like they're literally just reading the news. It's, no. it's stuff that you do yeah. in your brain. Like look, please. When you watch uh Univision and and you're watching the uh the, the the weather report on Univision, come man or woman, you know what your mind's doing. So they're just getting rid of the middleman. So uh that's what
3: this was. but I just so like you this fifty times, and then you said on the fifty first time
0: eh.
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. plus remember this was like a, I remember this was a, back when I was working at um at itribe, so it was like when the internet was first like this
3: is pre youtube
1: yeah, this is pre youtube yeah, and they're still around, and not only are they still around, there's a reality show. Where, like, uh, they followed them around and stuff. Like, you know, where they they put cameras in the office to see what the daily life of uh, NakedNews.com is. Like, today. And it's it's on Amazon
3: Prime. Somebody still wants... It's on Amazon Prime?
1: Yeah, you can go to Amazon Prime and watch a whole season where they follow around the Naked News team on how they make Naked News. And they're, like, yelling at each other. And this... This butt shot doesn't make sense. And blah blah blah. And how come they're not naked? If we're, called? I was like, what the hell? Like, there. Some people take it way too seriously, and some people don't take it seriously enough. And is and they're all working. Sounds like place.
3: every office.
1: And I was like, not like they're don't still. And not only are they still around, but they have a a reality show. How come nobody? No one. No one. I just thought it was weird. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Whoa. Is, oh. you're talking about me making noise. What noise was that? That okay. wasn't me.
4: That was me. Sorry.
1: What do you wanna um what do you wanna plug, uh uh
4: heck? I'm gonna plug uh what what's that name of the book? Mothering the Game?
3: Yeah. Mothering Mo- colon, the Game. Mothering. well you're not that not colon you're not mothering a colon well no but the punctuation like if you're looking it up online you gotta mind the punctuation mothering colon the game yeah the book yes on by
1: doctor <laughs> by dr Regina Mcminimy McM that's a that's such an amazing last name where do you plug in uh, Billy
3: O'Keefe same thing I'm plugging the same thing I'm pasting the link in the chat uh everybody help her out help get her the in the top three but even if she doesn't get into the top three if she gets to 250 you all know how this goes we've done this uh she gets published so help her do that
1: i will i will i will i will uh go a different route
0: Ooh.
1: and i will talk i will plug something that I was just talking about
3: the Atari uh, 5200? No. Oh. Uh That reality show? Microsoft Office.
4: Oh. Oh. Yeah, they need the money.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I will plug Mothering the Game. Ah. By Dr. Regina McMinemy. Uh, you can go to Inkshares.com. Just do a search for Mothering the Game. Uh, order, pre-order right now. You have until the 15th. Uh, you will not be you will not be disappointed, and and in, in any way whatsoever. Also, uh, go to allgames.com and hit podcast and go to Girl on Game, and you can uh, listen to uh, some of game her on previous Girl. Game on Girl. What did I say? Girl on Game, Game yep. on Girl, Uh game. I, I'm in charge. Uh, game on Girl, <laughs> uh, and to and, listen to her and Rhonda, uh, their their podcast where they went. Uh, talked about many different aspects
3: of uh, gaming. And while you're on Inkshares.com, go search for the ship with red hair. Follow that book and comment on that book and tell Derek to get get moving. Get it. Start publishing Most, some I'm, excerpts.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know about all that. I'll do it. I got the beginning and the end, and now I'm working. I, I got to clean up the middle uh, mm-hmm. as far as structure. But yeah, it's good. Um. What else is it going to say? Uh, that's it. Go buy a shirt. Allgames.com slash shop. Uh, if you want to. Uh, that's it. Nothing else. I'm not going to start selling stuff. Don't need to sell nothing. Allgames.com slash shop. Ms. H says she's going to be back on Monday. Uh, the wow. 4th.
3: Excellent. And in fact. Fourth I of July to, return. We're all yeah,
1: going to be room.
4: free on Monday.
1: I remember that uh, she said that she wants me to reschedule. She had, she also had an interview with uh, Dr. McMenemy on the 11th, but
3: I think she tried to move it up to the 4th, and I'm not sure if that's going to work. 4th of July, spec. That would be a good idea because the 11th is cutting it kind of close to the 15th, yeah. and that we'll contest ends on the 15th.
1: I will, con- I will recontact Dr. McMenemy, and we will see if, if that can happen. I was I was kind of worried when she said she listened to the show before. Like, oh, I'm uh sure. that might be yeah, one of my downer that's shows. That's what they
3: teach you to do. They you got to scout and listen to two or three Ugh. episodes. And I'm like, so oh, you know, two or three. You know you know what you're in for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she, she's you know, not a doctor of last... gamonomics for nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah, sometimes she's on top. She's on top of her game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah, I see oh. what you did there. Okay,
1: okay. I got no closing right. song. Uh, I was going to do. I was going to do star but then all, all over Facebook uh is how you're not supposed to like Asian women anymore. What? There's That's... a whole bunch of stuff on Facebook about how if you Be like Asian women you easy... Derek. But no, I
3: white <laughs> love what you love.
1: Yeah, yeah, you... a bunch of a bunch of some white people put up put up a video. Okay. Uh, of well, well you get to listen and says and they say if you Why'd like, you this, to white people? I was like, well, I can't like anybody. Like, they're just singers. I can't like <laughs> them no more. I can only like,
3: oh, we, I guess I can only can like always, Taylor Swift. You can always like things. It's what I'm only is, allowed to like Taylor Swift. Don't play a song you hate, play a song you like. Well, I like this song. the song. Spread the positivity. Why well, not? That's what I'm saying. Play the song.
1: It's called I Like That by Sistar. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Half of it is almost in English. Almost. (laughs) Um, Almost. Okay. Bye, everybody. Happy birthday, Mom.